Hey everyone, I'm Dylan. I'm JMO. Uh, welcome to Meet Sports Alcohol for Monday, May 17th. Uh, we have a super awesome show for you today. First, we have an amazing interview with the Beer City Bruiser. He's a professional wrestler in the Ring of Honor, and he makes up half of the Bouncers tag team. Uh, super awesome guy, uh, super fun interview, so you're going to want to stick around for that. He was so sick. He, everything before we did the interview we were talking like you know is he gonna be like in character as a beer city bruiser or just like an awesome dude uh and he was awesome everything he said was just really interesting and kind of hilarious so we had an awesome interview with him uh, and then we do some talking locks nfl edition football's back baby and we could bet on it Same yeah we hell. can yeah we can just wanted to say for everyone listening we are recording this right now dylan is in his car because he's traveling uh, in Berkeley right now, and I'm in my closet. That is the level of dedication we have to bringing meat sports alcohol to your ears every Monday morning. You're thick and thin. You're on your phone mm-hmm. right now. I didn't even think about this. You probably just look like a maniac. You're just like in a parked oh, yeah. car screaming about sports. <laughs> yeah, screaming about, yeah, walks. Yeah, who's going to win the NFC East? <laughs> Especially in Berkeley on graduation yeah. weekend, people are walking around finishing finals. Yeah. You're just like in your car yelling into your phone angrily <laughs> about whether or not yeah. the Cowboys or the football team are going to pull out the yeah. NFC. How much I hate Brad Smith and the 2010 Jets. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, we are certainly dedicated. Uh, we have an awesome show for you today. So stick around and take it away, chat. Big up the whole island, massive man, straight from the golden globe. Respect, boss man. You don't know. Biden. Respect. Big two. Make the king go up. Make the king go up. Donald no one rabbit. Boop, boop, boop. Turn up. Boss man. Straight from the golden globe. Boop, boop, boop. Booyaka. Booyaka. We now welcome on Beer City Bruiser, uh, a professional wrestler in the Ring of Honor. Uh, and half of the bouncers tag team. Thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. A lot of yeah. fun. Uh, can we call you Mr. Bruiser or is beer <laughs> for short? What's the preferred name? Just interpersonally. Bruiser is what everyone calls me. So uh, except for Jonathan Gresham, he calls me beer. He's like, that's your, that's your first name. I said, yeah. So you can call on a first name basis <laughs> yeah so whatever you want Perfect. all right maybe one day i feel like i might want to stick to mr bruiser for now you're pretty intimidating i've been watching your clips all day all week preparing for this gotta say pretty intimidating so <laughs> well, well thank you that's what i try to do yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um maybe except for the britney spears shirt i feel like right now we're catching you at a more <laughs> with britney. That, that's so Cactus Jack used to listen to Tori Amos before he did some of his hardest hardcore matches. I just happened to listen to Britney. Is that no, a, I love is that what gets you pumped up pre-match? Some Britney. <laughs> and you know it. You can't help but get pumped up when Britney's blasting. That is fair. do you have a favorite? Like, what are your favorite Britney songs? My favorite's Toxic. And, oh, and, Toxic. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, the video is amazing for one, but for the others, uh, it brings me back to good times because when I was training at the Harley Race Academy, uh, Joe Henning was there. And one day he was in his car and the song was playing. He was dancing to it. 
And I got in, he quickly, you know, shut it off and looked at me and I'm like, nope, nope. I turned it back on, blast, blasted it. We sang it word from word, top of our lungs. And after that, we're like, okay, we both love Britney. Let's not hide this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're but really- I, I hear the song, I think of him and I text him and it's, it's always a good time. That's uh that's true. Ma- being comfortable in your masculinity is just <laughs> sing along to Britney with your boy. Yeah. I gotta say, I'm going to feel way better about it now. Cause yeah. I like plenty of pop music. I'm not going to lie. Ariana Grande, favorite <laughs> of mine, Lana Del Rey. Uh, if your city bruisers getting down to some Britney Spears, I feel like okay. much better about myself. Yeah. And it's funny when I wear this in the locker room, cause I have, I have a bunch of Britney shirts and, and when I wear them in the locker room guy, you know, new guys to the company always look at me like, wait a minute. So then somebody has to explain to them, no, he's a big fan. Like, it's okay. Like, that's just what Bruiser does. <laughs> yeah, it's not that's ironic. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, you mentioned before, like, your training. That is, when Dylan and I were just preparing for this interview, like, this, that is something we absolutely wanted to ask you about. Kind of, like, what goes into your training. For people who are just listening and haven't seen clips yet, you're a pretty massive guy. Um, like, what goes into your training? What is your routine? Um, it, it, when I first started, it was, you know, like whenever you first start, you learn to take bumps, which is the falling down. You learn to hit the ropes, uh, mm-hmm. hit the corner, stuff like that. And then it's just a lot of like mental stuff, um, you know, learning moves and stuff like that, but then where to put the moves and why that makes sense. Now that I'm going on, you know, 21 years of doing this, um, to get back in like a ring shape. I usually go in and I'll, I'll hit the ropes and I'll roll around. I can't take as many bumps anymore because my body's just getting old and I want to save that for, for the TV, for the fans and stuff like that. But it's always just getting back in the ring shape because there's in shape. Um, I used to play football and stuff like that before I started wrestling. Mm-hmm. Then there's ring, which is a completely different animal. Um, I've had guys come into when I was training kids, they come into the training center. They'd be MMA guys. I've had football players, soccer players, and they couldn't last the whole cardio session. They've ended mm-hmm. up quitting. So, you know, it's, it's just getting back in the ring shape and stuff like that where I'm at right now. You mentioned uh, you used to play football. What, uh, what were the kind of beginnings of starting your pro wrestling career? What got you into it originally? And then, like, after that, what was the, like, origins of the, the Beer City Bruiser? <laughs> so when I was seven, my uncle actually took me to uh it was like a county fair and wrestling was on the docket because my my uncle's a huge wrestling fan and so he wanted to, to introduce me to it so he took me there and the main event was supposed to be bruiser brody versus abdul the butcher but abdul the butcher canceled so it ended up being bruiser brody versus stan hansen and they brawled all over the fair and i remember brody coming right past me now i'm seven years old so when you look up he looked like a hundred feet tall and he had the blood going and the sweat and he's doing the hus. And I looked at my uncle with wide eyes and I'm like, this is it. I love this. I don't care what else is going on in the world. This is, this is what I want to follow. And that's how I became a fan. And, and I've been a fan ever since. And in fact, I was just talking to my uncle the other week. See, he heard an interview and he says, you always tell that story of when you were a kid that really make an impact. And I said, uncle Tim, man, that's, that's what got me into this. If it wasn't for that fateful day, I wouldn't be here today, you know, as a wrestler. So I, I thanked them and, and stuff like that. And then the origins of the name, the Beer City Bruiser comes from uh, when I got back from Harley's, I was doing indies and stuff like that. And I was having a good time. And there was another guy in the cards too. His name was Nick Colucci. 
And he was actually in the uh, undercards and, and just not having fun. He wasn't working guys that were making him better. And, and they weren't really that, that great in the ring. So he came up to him one day we were in the bar and he goes, man, we should, uh, would you, would you like tagging with me and help me out? Like you helped me out so much for my career. I said, yeah, sure. So we started tagging and stuff and it just kind of picked up and, he, and I'm like, well, every tag team needs a, needs a name. And he's like, yeah. And at the time I was, I was going under my, my real like name my parents gave me. And he says, well, why don't we just do something like, you know, of, of stuff that is us. And I said, dude, all we do is sit in a bar, drink and fight. He's like, that's it. That's what we should do. Like we're from Milwaukee, but we don't want to be brew city because that's too like centering it. So we changed it to beer city. And then I was like, well, I'm always a fan of bruiser Brody. And that's what we do in the bars. We, you know, we bruise people. So we became the beer city bruisers and we were a tag team. And he ended up hurting his leg and stuff like that. When I went to Ring of Honor, they told me, hey, we're going to drop your real name and just use Beer City Bruiser, and that's going to be your name now. And, and that's kind of what happened. <laughs> so i just been the Beer City, just, just the Beer City Bruiser ever since. Yeah, that's incredible. I've also, I've heard the story from you, um, just a bit about how you got the money from your father-in-law who passed away to be able to go and try out for Ring of Honor. Um and it sounds kind of, I mean, not to be cheesy, but it kind of sounds like destiny for you to get to this point and be free you are, but who you are now. But I imagine like those early years of trying to get it going, like you were describing, like being on the undercard, like trying to get noticed um, must have been pretty kind of grueling, I imagine. What was that like just day to day, to day trying to become a full on like professional wrestler? It It was a hustle. I always call it the hustle because you're you're constantly emailing promoters. You're constantly trying to to find out what you can do and and trying to get booked on companies that mean something and, and stuff like that. And real early, I was lucky. Where real early on in my career, um, a guy named Trevor Adonis, who originally started training me, he told me he goes in professional wrestling. No, doesn't mean no. It just means not right now because mm -hmm. promoters are like vendors at a, a fair or something like that where they have a bunch of flavors of ice cream and it's whatever flavor they want that's what they're gonna book so you just gotta wait till your flavor's up and i was like okay so you know you you're doing it and you're just trying to get booked as much as you can and i was wrestling every weekend from you know thursday through sunday just trying to get my name out there and then training with harley it was you know Missouri's eight hours away from everything where Harley school was. So I was doing the training, wrestling the Harley stuff, then getting in a car, driving to some promotion to work, hoping to get looked at and, you know, get noticed by, by one of the big companies. Yeah. So, you know, you hear no a lot, you get used to that, but like, you got to keep telling yourself, don't get discouraged, you know, keep, keep your eye on the prize and stuff like that. And I, I remember, um, before my father-in-law passed away, my wife and I sat down because I came back from an ACL surgery and she goes, all right, you're getting older. Like, let's put a timeline. I said, all right, one year, if I don't have a contract in one year, that'll be it. I'll hang up the boots and, and I'll be done. And then he passed away during that year. And then I went and did the tryout camp and I ended up getting with ring of honor. So one year has now turned into, well, I've been with Ring of Honor for six years, so <laughs> just keeps yeah. going, you know. But now it's an actual; it, it's my full time job. It's actually what I do to support my family. It's it, it's everything now, and and it it makes you think back. I remember 
the first time I had a, a real nice payday um, from a Ring of Honor show, my wife and I were driving back because it was in Chicago. She goes, you remember the days when we used to do a show and we didn't know if we could put gas, we had to make a choice, put gas in the car and get home or stop and get something to eat. You know, and it was like, now here we are where we just bought a new car, we, you know, all this stuff. And it's it's so amazing. And, and it makes me look back on those grueling times and, and like be humble, you know, because I put the work in and that's how I got here. Yeah. Financially, were you like, like, was it like a lot of odd jobs stuff like that like what were you doing um, oh yeah I bounced, I bounced around from job to job like yeah. i've worked at almost every fast food restaurant uh i was a telemarketer you know those guys that call you about your uh car insurance and stuff yeah that was oh, me yeah. you know I, did, <laughs> yeah. I just did crappy jobs and and it was i literally leave a job at the drop of a dime to go pursue a wrestling show yeah and if if the uh promoter didn't you know if the boss didn't like it i just quit like i didn't care like hey cool i'll just <laughs> i'll move on yeah, yeah. So it was yeah. it was a lot of that yeah it's uh it's it's funny to think about you being a telemarketer because i imagine there were some rude customers on the other end <laughs> and they had no idea who they were, <laughs> who they were talking to <laughs> yeah. yeah i'd like to come down there them across and the room. my mind like, <laughs> jump on that Shane Taylor always tells the story. It used to be me, Shane Taylor, and uh, War Machine in a card. And uh, War Machine, they're the Viking Raiders now in WWE. So we're all well over 300 pounds. And Shane said it'd be funny when you see these road rage people. And if we actually stopped at a stop sign and got out of the car, what would that person's demeanor be <laughs> once they realize you got four large men getting out of a car? <laughs> They'd be right back in the car. <laughs> yeah, you could beat up the car. You could probably yeah. choke <laughs> kick the car in <laughs> exactly yeah that is something that we wanted to ask about too is just like how many of me or dylan do you think it would take in a fight to give you some competition i feel like you could take three of me i don't think three of me would stand a chance oh i could i've, I've actually wrestled in, in the ring with three guys three you know about your size three on one so Okay. Yeah. Well, if they were if they were wrestlers, that probably means like four or five of me. I'm <laughs> not. <laughs> Do you uh, have you found that there's like some uh, some good crossover with your wrestling skills and like real life? Like you're really good at like moving chairs around and stuff. Like your wife <laughs> loves you for that, or <laughs> actually, with all the injuries I've had, she moves all the chairs. But I'm really good at drinking beer. You know, yeah. when it comes to injuries, like I know, like you mentioned before, you had the torn ACL. Uh, I also saw it like your first fight in the ring of honor and you still had the brace on and everything. Yep. How, how many injuries like have you sustained in fighting? And at this point in your career, like it must be just like, a lot of work to try not to get injured and try to be careful and, and keep your body in shape like that. Right. As long as you stay in shape, I noticed you don't get injured as much. So it's, it's, you know, during the pandemic, it was, I remember I made a promise to myself, I'm going to come out of the pandemic in better shape than I was going in just because my body's older and with all the injuries and I've actually lost weight and, and actually changed my body where ring of honor actually noticed and like the fans are starting to notice too, but like, when it comes to injuries and stuff, you can't think about that going into a match because otherwise either you're not going to do some or you're going to get hurt. Yeah. Um, as far as injuries for me, I mean, I've lost both my front teeth. Um, 
I've gotten three molars knocked out. I've broken my nose. I don't know how many times, uh, broken my wrist. I've had 13 staples in my head and maybe another 20 some stitches just in my head. Um, I got scars all over my arms. I've torn my left tricep completely off the bone. Um, I had to have that surgically repaired. Um, so I got a fake tendon or, you know, a cadaver tendon and screws and stuff in my elbow. Uh, I've broken my collarbone. I've separated my shoulder, <laughs> torn my ACL, uh, numerous sprains, um, broken all my fingers. Oh, in fact, my I, I uh, dislocated, <laughs> the way I tore my tricep was I dislocated my elbow in a match and I popped it back in by myself. And I didn't know you can't do that. Like, I guess you surgically, you have to go to a hospital, get that. But I'm so used to dislocating my fingers and just putting them back. Yeah. And that goes back to like football days. But this time when I, when I popped it back in, like, I just felt like this burning sensation and they, um, end up tearing the tricep and I happened in April. And then in August is when I went in for surgery. Cause I was booked through August. So I wrestled the whole summer with a torn tricep. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask, is that the most painful? Cause to me, like tearing a tricep sounds like I don't know if it was the most painful when it happened, but like to recover a torn tricep, like that sounds the most painful to me. But maybe actually, it's another the one. most painful was I herniated a disc in my lower back. Oh yeah, and it pressed against my sciatica, mm-hmm. and then my sciatica ended up working its way into my pelvic bone. So like even when the the disc got better, the sciatica was still in between that joint, so it always flare up. And, and I ended up having to go in and have the, my sciatica burned so that I could stop having the nerve pain in my legs. And that was probably the worst because that was one where you just couldn't get comfortable sitting down, walking hurt, like everything just hurt. And it wasn't like a punch in the arm pain. It was like sharp nerve pain. So it was like throbbing and it was like, no matter what you took, it didn't work. And so finally when they're like, oh, we can do this, you know, I remember as soon as they did it the next day, I felt a million times better yeah yeah i'm sure also i mean <clears throat> where a lot of those like when you were coming up and some of the indie circuits too like yeah I, it was all yeah. on the indie so i'm lucky i had health insurance <laughs> yeah I, I was just about to say well and and just like you need your body to to make your money and to try to get noticed so like i'm sure it was frustrating and like you tried to you know keep wrestling through a lot of those as well yeah, you learn to wrestle hurt. Um, yeah. In Ring of Honor, it's it's better. We have a doctor backstage. Um, so it's something like I I uh, fractured my ver- uh, collarbone in a match in Ring of Honor. It was it was cool because like as soon as you get done, it's not cool, but when you get done, you know, um, there's a doctor right there, and then you still get taken care of. You know, if you don't wrestle the next, because they want you physically healthy. Yeah. Around the Indies, if you're hurt, and you miss a show, you don't get paid. Yeah. So yeah. it was a lot of working through injuries and stuff, but now that I've been with ring of honor, you know, there's such safety protocols to keep us safe. And if we do get hurt to, to protect us and ring, of, that's why ring of honor is one of the best companies to work for. Like this whole time through the pandemic, they've paid me uh, even if I didn't wrestle um, when we do the TV tapings and stuff like that, we have strict COVID protocol. We have to follow. We do the bubble. Um, there's a trainer on site, which is nice. Cause if you need, something stretched out or taped up they do that or if you get hurt you can come back and and there's someone right there to take care of you so yeah we actually we were wondering a little bit more about um 
what it's been like with COVID. I, I mean, I also imagine like a big part of wrestling is the fan involvement, like getting really excited when you pull a sick move. Like, is there, yeah, were, were you filming a lot of uh, events without fans? And like, if so, what was that? What was that like? It, it took a while to get used to. I remember when everything first started shutting down, we were in Vegas and we didn't know what was going on because before the quarantine and all that, but they canceled the shows and they said, we're going to film just a couple matches with no fans just to see a, how to film it, b how you guys feel doing it and see how it looks on camera. So we did that. And a lot of the guys were like, okay, we don't know. And then when everything shut down quarantine, they had a meeting with all of us if we wanted to wrestle. Cause like, obviously WWE was still wrestling. Impact was still wrestling. And they, they wanted to know if we wanted to do that. And a lot of the guys didn't feel safe because nobody knew what was going on. Yeah. So they, they shut everything down. And then when we started back up again, last uh, August, um, all these protocols were in. So that's, that's where the bubble comes in and all that, the testing and all that. And then, when you, I remember the first time I went out to the ring, you know, you're doing your normal thing because they tell you, Hey, work for the cameras and work for the TV audiences, you know, but when you walk out, like it's weird because there's, there's no reaction. And yeah. like, we had to change our entrance because our entrance used to be, we came through the crowd. We'd come from, if there's a bar in the building, we'd come from the bar, we'd cheers with the fans and all that. Oh, so we had to change man. our entrance to come from the back because now we don't have any fans. You know, yeah. so that was really weird. It's like, okay, <laughs> like, yeah. normally before my match, I'm going to my spot, which is halfway across the building. Now it's like we're sitting here waiting. And and I remember um, you, we had to retrain ourselves to, with wrestling, it's always instant gratification. Like you said, when we do a cool move, the crowd reacts. Well, yeah. now it's you do the cool move and you remember it. So that when you watch it back on TV, you can hopefully see the reaction. And that's why we do like the watch parties with Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. It's so the talent can also not not only can the fans interact with the talent, but we can also see the reaction that we're getting. because we don't get that, you know, you know what I'm saying that immediate reaction. Yeah. So now we're getting it online. It's like, cool, this is working. Oh, this didn't work out the way I wanted it. So now I got to tweak it. And as time goes on, you get used to wrestling without fans. But I'll tell you what, man, I can't wait to wrestle in front of fans again. Like totally. that first show back is gonna be crazy. Totally, totally. Do they know when? <laughs> like when is it when's it gonna be back? Because I was just telling Dylan before we got on, like the base I'm in Atlanta, Braves are back like hundred yeah. percent capacity. Is that do they know when? They they haven't said anything. Um okay. we've heard rumors, you know, but they're all just rumors. Um the thing with Ring of Honor is they want to make sure everybody's safe. Um, yeah. I, I know with because a, a lot of guys, like I myself, am vaccinated. A lot of guys are getting vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, I know with like our next bubble, it the uh, all the procedures are changed, which is great. Which means we're getting better. So hopefully, it's closer to fans coming. You know, um, I think it also depends on the states and stuff like that because all the states are all different. So. I don't know. Hopefully, within the next, hopefully the next TV tapings, we hear something about live fans. Yeah, yeah. I would, uh, I would enjoy a pro vaccination campaign from the Beer City Bruiser. <laughs> <laughs> I I get it because I have kids and my wife is immune compromised. Man, my dad is, and yeah, I get yeah. it because I want to be able to to see all of them, and um, I don't force my opinion on anybody. Everybody has their own opinion. 
I did it. I'm proud I did it. I feel better that I did it. And I did it for my family. Hell yeah. So, oh, yeah. And yeah, your just, stamp of approval. Yeah. <laughs> and I had very minimal side effects. I, I have both doses. The second one, I remember the next day, it was literally 24 hours after the shot, I got real bad body aches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but no fever nothing else my wife got the fever and stuff and then i remember so i got the shot on a monday and the tuesday i started having the body aches i went to the gym that night i was like okay i'm not feeling this and the next morning i got up and went to the gym and that's where like fatigue set in but i think that's because i was body achy all the night before you know totally. yeah but didn't miss a day in the gym so <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> the grind never stops okay can we talk about the gym so what do you do when you're in the gym uh yep like lifting weights. Well, first of all, what do you, what do you do in the gym? Like what's a normal gym routine it, for you? It is completely different than when it was 20 years ago. Cause when it was 20 years ago, it was all about putting size on and mass and be as big as possible. Yeah. Well, now that I'm older, it's all about preserving the joints. And, um, so I do a lot of yoga. Uh, wow. I do, yeah, I do a lot of light. It's actually lightweight, high reps, um, not circuit training. It's more like going through the motions as I can a lot of cardio. Um, and then a lot of like pre-stretching and post-stretching, which I had never really done before, but after all the injuries that I've had, it, it, I found that that helps out a lot. So it's usually yoga before the gym, gym, nice stretch, ice, you know, sit in my favorite chair, which I'm sitting in. So <laughs> do you do, do you do the beer chug cigar chomp on the way to the gym too? Like I sure do. <laughs> I sure do. And I have a nice six pack with me in the gym while I'm lifting. So you know, you gotta stay hydrated. You got you lift it. And stay hydrated. You got it. You know, and it's a light beer, so I'm not putting any calories on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. it's efficient. Yeah. Drink light beer, do a cardio, losing calories. Yeah. exactly exactly yeah. and i'm only chewing the cigar not smoking it so yeah it's okay for long cardio. health is fine exactly. how did you how did you come up with the uh the cigar chomping bit that was actually, that was actually yeah. steve carino who did that so when uh when i debuted in nashville for the top prospect tournament all i had was black trunks and uh steve carino goes man are you a fan of the, the crusher who's from Milwaukee. I says, yeah, of course I'm from Milwaukee. Why wouldn't that be? Because you should pay tribute to him. You should go out with a cigar and go out with a keg. I said, all right, cool. I'll do that. Now I don't smoke cigars. I never have. So my buddy, I said, Hey man, I need you to run to get me a cigar. And he ran and looked everywhere and he couldn't find him. And he came back with this old, nasty, like three-year-old cigar that was dry and gross. So as I'm walking to the ring, the first time i got like the tobacco in my mouth so i start chewing and all that and doing the whole thing and after the match was all done ring of honor's like man you chewing on that cigar was perfect like you need to keep that and i was like oh okay <laughs> i have to do this every time now <laughs> yep so now that's why i come down with the the keg and i'm, and I'm chewing on the cigar so yeah yeah Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go, no, go. no, what's the technique for the cigar chomp? Do you go like, do you do it the same way every time? First of all, I imagine like you kind of have a process. Uh, do you go oh, yeah. like mouth size bite? Do you try to get halfway? Do you just <laughs> chew and spit? Like what's the whole technique there? You don't, you don't have to break it up. It's just chewing on it. Like, uh, you know, like a, a piece of jerky or something like oh, that. Okay. You're, you're just, just chomping you're just, on it. You're just chewing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I have had cigars that have, 
I've chewed so much that they've gone through it. I just threw them the fans. <laughs> you know, oh my gosh. You know, there's a, a, one of the matches that I just did with Mike uh, Bennett. If you watch, I throw the cigar as I run to hit him and the cigar actually lands on the mat and we actually fall on it one time and it <laughs> spreads all over the ring. That's awesome. I imagine <laughs> ca- catching your cigar uh, when you come out and throw it out, has he better than catching like a baseball at a Yankee? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mind. That's like get one of those one like thing. get one of those little like cases and put it up in your yeah, house like, with all your <laughs> memorabilia. There, yeah. There's actually a guy who was on the Jericho cruise that caught uh, a beer can that I came to the ring with and my cigar. And he has them in a case. He took a picture and sent them to me on Twitter. That guy. And he that was guy like, man, out. I remember this from the cruise, and I was like, man, that's awesome. And I guess that like. I was in the elevator with him and I signed it. And like, there was a podcast people that were in there and I did the podcast like a year later and they're like, we knew you were a good person. And they said that time. And I was like, I didn't even know that happened. And then that night is when I got the tweet from the guy going, Oh, here they are. And they're in like this case. And I was like, okay, cool. That's awesome. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That um, is so, so cool. Um, so, oh, you want to go? No, go ahead, Dylan. I was just going to say, so we were, uh, um, we were looking up some of your, your signature moves, um, and found a little list of them. Uh, so the list that we got, we can see if the, our sources were correct here. Uh, and I also just love these names. So we got the sit out choke slam, the frog splash, the cannonball and the scoop brain buster. Would you say (laughs) that like those were, those are your four signature moves? Yeah, the scoop brain buster, I think they're referring to is uh I do like a sister Abigail DDT is what I what it is. Okay. So uh-huh. either how way the you, person's getting dumped on their head. How did you come up how like how did you decide on those being like what was the what was the process for that? The sit out choke slam was actually the first uh finishing quote unquote move I ever had. Um mm-hmm because it was easy to teach and it was easy to take and stuff like that. So I learned that really quick. So now I just keep it as just cause it's like the oldest move I know. Mm. Um, the frog splash actually came when I was by Harley We had a challenge. She challenged all the guys over 300 pounds to do a splash off the top rope. And I was like, well, not only am I do a splash, but I'll do a frog splash. Like I, I'll throw my arm, you know, everything out. And I did it. And like Harley loved it. So for a while, I'd gotten rid of it um, on the indies and stuff when I moved back. And I did bring up when I did bring of honor, there was a match against War Machine. And they're like, hey, it'd be really cool if you could hit something off the top rope. I said, well, I used to do a frog splash. And they're like, yeah, do that. And he was farther out than I ever had somebody. And I ended up hitting it almost like perfectly. (laughs) And everybody freaked out. So that became my finishing move in Ring of Honor for a bit. And then with uh, the cannonball is usually done off the apron. I'll, I'll, I used to do it in the corner, but everybody does that. So I do it when I run off the apron, I'll do it to a guy on the floor. Um, and that came because I used to do the cactus elbow off the apron where you jump off and drop an elbow. Mm-hmm. And um, Mark Briscoe already does that in Ring of Honor. So they were like, hey, you can't do that here. I'm like, well, what else did Cactus Jack do? And he, he did that. So that's what I started doing. And uh, then the... The DDT came because I did a, I was the fake Bray Wyatt at a WWE show and it went over really well. He's like, Hey man, you should use my finishing move and make a twist. So I ended up throwing the DDT with it. And that's my new finisher now in ring of honor. Yeah. 
I gotta say, I I like the frog splash the best. Um, <laughs> the whole thing kind of feels to me like one of my bad drinking nights. Just dealing with <laughs> you're dealing with the bouncers, you get your brain busted, you get the choke slam. It's like just a bad night out at the bars, uh, dealing with people you shouldn't be dealing with. But I love it all. It's awesome. Well, thank you. Thank I'm, uh, you. I'm curious. Uh, have... <laughs> Have you had much experience doing like a traditional cannonball in a pool? And if you have, <laughs> how much water did you get out of the pool? <laughs> when I grew up, I, we used to have a pool in the backyard. So we used to have cannonball and can openers and cherry bombs and all those contests back when we were kids. So yeah, yeah. I'm sure uh, you, you crushed it. Oh, yeah. And then on oh, the Jericho yeah. cruise, they had a cannonball contest, but I didn't enter. I was uh, stuck at the bar. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good excuse not a bad place to be yeah <laughs> uh before we let you go and thanks so much again for joining us this is just an awesome fun fascinating interview really appreciate yeah. it um we would be remiss if we didn't ask you you're on a podcast called meat sports alcohol could we get a favorite beer and favorite meat of Definitely. yours before we close out my favorite beer is called is yingling um mm. The, I don't know if you guys are East Coast or what, but I'm the Midwest and we don't have it here. I know Don't it's all over the East. Nope, no we way. do not have it. So uh-uh. to me, it's my favorite beer because I can't have it all the time. So when I go out East, I always get it and I bring a case home with me. So that lasts me about two or three days and then it's gone. So Yingling is my favorite beer of all time. That is- my favorite What's That's that? funny. I had buddies visit last week from California and they had never had Yingling either. And we had, they just kept buying cases of Yingling. They bought like two different 12 packs of Yingling. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> to me, it's just normal Yingling. Uh, yeah, so next time, it's a game changer. <laughs> we'll have to get some Yingling out, out there. But sorry, I interrupted you. Favorite meat as well. Uh, favorite meat is probably pork chops. I love, I love pork. And anything pork is great. So. There Actually, I want it when I re- I just found out there's a show called Pig Royalty, and I guess you can show pigs at county fairs. So I decided when I wrestle, I'm gonna make my life's mission to become a uh, show pig shower and like win a bunch of blue ribbons and stuff, and then slaughter them and eat them. <laughs> that sounds like a a perfect career once you uh, <laughs> once you hang up the boots <laughs> for a wrestler to to pig showman. Yep. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> well, we're going to follow your career from now on every step of the way. I yeah. awesome. biggest beer, we'll be there. Beer City Bruiser fan. As soon as they have people back do live shows, Dylan, we got to go. Oh, yeah. Front we gotta go. Yeah, we got to go. Well, hopefully we can catch a cigar too. If I yeah. throw it out, I might not throw it out now. Like I'm not, I'm not a good guy anymore. I'm, I'm the bad guy because people suck. So mm. oh. <laughs> All right, well, we'll be rooting for you either way. But uh, All right. Thanks again. I really appreciate the time and, and everything else. Thank, Wishing you the best. Thank you. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Now watch this drive. Breaking news. This important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Uh, that's right. This is your pubic service announcement and the news that you've all been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer which is now available for purchase in the usa and canada the new trimmer was released only moments ago and we're the first to get to get our hands on it and share the news join over two million men worldwide who trust manscapes with this exclusive offer for you 
20% off and free worldwide shipping using the code meet at manscaped.com. That's code meet, M-E-A-T, at manscaped.com. Do I got to work in my Cardanese. It's now time for talking locks, and we don't mean dreads. We mean sports betting. Uh, NFL edition. We each have some NFL bets here. I have three, but one of them is divisional bets, and I have three of those. So I technically oh, so it's have like, like bets within bets? Yeah, it's betception. I know you're gonna love these. I know yeah. for a fact one of them you are gonna be like put a hundred bucks on that for me right now. All right, let's do it. All right, sweet. You want to go first? Yeah, I want to go first. This one's awesome. All right. All right, so uh if you don't remember, huge change this year. The 2021 NFL schedule, they changed it to now include 17 games instead of 16. Oh, yeah. Extra game. Easy money. We should bet the over on the win total for every single team. There's oh, another there's game. Games. There's another there's game. more games. Oh, Just throw God. like 50 bucks on every single team over whatever their like win total is. Dude, I can't believe they didn't figure that out. That's I know, like, it's hilarious. Dude, that's like arbitrage, dude. That's like easy, that's like free money. Yeah, and I looked, and none of the teams are like over under 16 and a half wins. So clearly they're not considering it. Yeah. Yeah. Think it's, think All right. Cash. Let's do it. <laughs> That's easy cash, dude. Yeah. I'm down. I'm down. I'll send that. Do you want to go with yours? Yeah, I'll go with mine. Okay. So uh, first up, this is easy. Uh, Jamar Chase, offensive rookie of the year. Uh, you get uh, plus 1,100 odds on that. So feel pretty good about it. He's going to be reunited with Joey B. He's going to be tearing through the AFC North. Jamar Chase, Offensive Rookie of the Year. I know what your stick is. <laughs> I know it is. <laughs> well, you'll see. All right, all right, all right. I have yeah, no yeah, idea yeah. what's coming next. Yeah. Uh, but that sounds good. So we're saying Offensive yeah. Rookie of the Year for Jamar a Chase. Bengals player. Yeah, for a Bengals okay. player. Yeah. For a Bengals yeah, player, yeah. got it. Yeah, Bengals player. Yep. I don't think we have the same fit. Uh, <laughs> all right, my next one. This is the one that I know you're going to be down for because it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Jameis Winston. Oh, I love it already. Is minus 200 to be the starting quarterback week one for the Saints. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and smash that. Yeah. I'm also going parlay. to smash parlay plus 6,000 MVP of the league. Oh, 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 oh. plus 6,000. I know. That's, that's pretty good. Dude. I I actually feel good about this one, kind of, because remember yeah. the year that uh, – <laughs> remember the year Peyton Manning won the MVP, and I feel like half of that was like, oh, good for Peyton Manning when he was on the Broncos. Right. I it was like, like a pity – it was like a pity MVP. Yeah, I feel like with James, everyone's like, oh, he's skinny now. Yeah. He had to sit he, out. Like, yeah. let's give him an MVP. Yeah, 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 I could see that. Yeah, plus it had to be pretty demoralizing last year, right? Just being third string on that team. Yeah. Like, like you had you had to watch the the NFC uh, divisional round game and just watch Drew Brees' noodle arm, like five interceptions, and be like, I'm still behind the guy who's behind this guy. Yeah, I know. It's that, a that good was, story. It's a it good was story. 
also you also have the advantage i feel like having Taysom hill is an advantage for him because either minus 200 he starts the year as quarterback like that's just money or Mm -hmm. Taysom hill comes in sucks ass loses like the first two three games james Mm -hmm. winston just goes on like a 12 and one run for the rest of the season i can't do the math to the 17 that's going to take me years to figure oh that is going to take 12 and three and oh so he wait so he started zero and three yeah. And then go 12 and no, it has to be 13 and one. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Ooh, the seven is hard because th- dividing the set, adding the seven, it's like three and four. It's not. Yeah. It's not intuitive. I feel like they should have just made it 18 at this point. A nice Stand even number. 20. Yeah. 20 is easy. Cause it's all, it's, you know, fives and tens, right. Adds up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they'll probably yeah. get to that in like a few years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it time. Give it time. All right. What is your next lock? So my next lock, um, uh, this one's kind of, it's you know, it's hard to uh, predict for sure, but comeback player of the year, Joey Burrow. Got ah. injured, you know? towards ACL, MCL, whole shtick. But if you've been watching the Bengals promo videos, which I'm sure you have, right? Oh, yeah. You're pretty time. active on Bengals Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He looks good. He's been – he he's he's ahead of schedule. There's a video of him walking in, like, October. No, that's not right. He tore it in November. Like, December. Like, a month after he did it. And now he's throwing – he's slinging dimes. He's going to have Jamar Chase – I'm telling you, often or uh, comeback player of the year, Joe Burrow. I don't know if it's just because I follow you on Twitter, but I feel like <laughs> you get a lot Bengals, of Bengals stuff. <laughs> I feel like not only am I seeing a lot of it, they're also doing a good job. Like I no, did no, no. see a video of Joe of Joe Burrow throwing around. It was like some no. Bengals hype thing, and he it looked sick. I was like, no. I'm fully bought in. He's back. We hired a new uh, social media coordinator like two years ago. Uh, and she's like unbelievable like before we had like the worst social media in the world we were like the lamest team ever on twitter and now we're actually like funny we made a whole hype video for our long snapper like it's we're good we're back (laughs) and joey burrow's back did you see the panthers social media team oh yeah the pictures they're pretty good 15 white no no not the dope mono thing oh no. A picture they they posted a picture on Twitter of like you know doing social media like media planning or something like what are your ideas and it was like fifteen white dudes in like dad jeans and like, like business shirts all on their laptops looking incredibly lame and everyone was like that's your social media team <laughs> that's your marketing team oh that's funny that's funny uh, what do you got next all right so I have a few divisional uh bets here the first one being the afc east uh bills are favorite minus 155 dolphins are next plus 325 patriots plus 350 jets plus 2000 i'm always on board with this uh we need to hedge our emotions because if the bills win or if the dolphins win that's cool but if bill Mm, belichick i don't agree with the dolphins just i kind of hate the dolphins yeah i hate Tua. I like them but, last year. Mm, They're young. Brian uh, Flores is kind of sick. I like Flores. 
I don't like Tua fans. Yeah. The whole also, Tua debate is annoying. Is it a debate? I feel like he sucks. Yeah, he sucks. But yeah. Anyways. All right. All right. Well, how about this? How we about love this? the Bills. We love the Bills. How about this? Ben, I got yeah. the bet for you. Ready? Okay. Let's bet on the Patriots to win the AFC yeah. East. Mm-hmm. And like the Bills to come out of like the AFC altogether or something. Because the Patriots, it's like, okay, if Bill Belichick takes another fat quarterback on a dynasty, like I need to win money somewhere or yeah, else I'm just going to be too sad. Furious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then we'll just like, you know, have something to root for all around. Well, so we have to root for fat Mac Jones. I would, it'd be kind of fun to just become Mac Jones fans. Like just, total heel turn against everyone else and like really be into Mac Jones and think he's sweet. The, as I was doing my research for this, cause you know, I do yeah. lots of research. research. Yeah. 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 Um, Cam Newton had like surprisingly good odds to win MVP plus 6,600 worse, less likely than Jameis Winston. How is that possible? What are the chances that Cam Newton wins MVP. Not good. <laughs> I think they got to be mean, worse than that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, is it like, I feel like Jameis Winston and Cam are in like the same position. All right, but let me read you some of the names behind yeah. Cam Newton. Trevor okay. Lawrence, Nick Chubb, uh, Justin Fields, what? Alvin Kamara. Wait, wait. Jer- so these people have less odds of winning MVP than Cam Newton. Correct. They say okay. it's less likely. Okay, likely. Yeah, okay. Uh, Andy Dalton. <laughs> oh, no. J.K. Uh, Dobbins. Dude, that's QB1. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a bit uh, high. There's no yeah, chance of Cam Newton. Yeah. No, no, no. But it Are would you, be sweet. Yeah, that would be sweet. Well, that means the Patriots do well. Mm. Yeah, but the Patriots doing well with Cam Newton is so much better than the Patriots doing well with Mac Jones. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else? What are your other uh, divisional ones? All right, real quick. This is kind of a continuation of last year. Uh, remember when we bet on the Cowboys to win the NFC East? I think. Oh, we were so close. And our whole we philosophy so was that there should be no favorites in the NFC East because they yeah. all suck. It it's should all be complete odds. Yeah, which is still fair. Exactly. I'm going to do the same thing. They have Cowboys favorite plus 100 than the football team, Eagles and Giants. Yeah. The Eagles are plus 425. Giants are plus 500. It's a flip of a coin. Like we should just put money on this. Those two teams. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I feel like the, the coin is weighted a little bit more heavily towards the Cowboys and the football team. Uh, (laughs) I think no. <laughs> I would I would put money on the football team. What about the Giants? No, no. Come on, we're looking pretty good. No, Tony, how are you dude. looking good? No, 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 no. How are you looking any better than last year, Tony? Okay, yeah, got it. <laughs> he is fast. He is fast. It's actually he is really been fast. pretty hilarious to see. Giants media, just like the people I follow on Twitter, they kind of just like shat on the pick when it happened. 
And now I feel and now like they're like, they're like, oh, but he has some serious speed, like just posting random clips of him. And I'm just like, it's open that we were just crushed that we didn't get Devontae Smith. So yeah, just say it. <laughs> it's it's fine. Get safe. Just say you wish it was just say you wish it was Devonta Smith. Yeah. Um do you have do any you, more divisionals? Yeah. Okay. This one, okay. last one. Um yeah. this is just a numbers game. Mm-hmm. This is like easy money as well. So the odds are minus 150 that Aaron Rodgers will be the starting quarterback of the Packers. Um, really? And I feel like if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback on the Packers, there's a 100% chance that they win the NFC North against the Bears, yeah. Vikings, and Lions. But the yeah. odds for the Packers to win are only minus 125. So how is that possible? Oh, God, dude. I need a quant to do that math. <laughs> I am a client. Yeah. This last week. <laughs> yeah, I, I traded Dogecoin last week. I yeah. am a client. Yeah. Um, uh, so what you're saying is bet on the Packers to win the NFC North. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and bet on both. Sure. You're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, why not? Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Make the odds a little bit better. Okay, cool. Yeah, I like that. Sweet. Want me to put I mean, down, what, uh, are the, what are the odds of him hosting Jeopardy? Can you can know. you bet on that? Why would you want to bet for it or against it? I would bet for it. My bet is that he's hosting Jeopardy and not playing football. Really? I think he's gonna pull a Carson Palmer and just sit out for a year. And just refuse to play and play Jeopardy and just play ultimate hardball. And then the Packers will just give up after a year. Yeah. All right. I'm actually going to look this up if there's a, okay, the odds to be the next full time host of Jeopardy. Aaron Rodgers oh, yeah. is plus 500. Ooh. What else? There's like LeVar Burton, right? Ken Jennings. Who wow. else is up there? You, holy shit. You really know your Jeopardy odds. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. is it? Ken Jennings? What is Ken Jennings? Plus like, 250. LeVar okay. Burton's the favorite. LeVar. Plus 150. LeVar Burton's a favorite? Oh, yeah. No. I don't know a single There's... person on this list other than Sanjay Gupta and Aaron Rodgers. You don't know LeVar Burton reading nah. Rainbow? No. Nah. He's the reading Rainbow guy. I don't know what that is. You don't, you never watch reading Rainbow as a kid? No. Reading rainbow, reading rainbow. No. Nothing? Wow, okay. <laughs> it doesn't Jeez, ring a bell. Dude. <laughs> God, wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow, uh, Anderson Cooper is plus 1,800. Huh. I don't think he'd be good at it. Anderson Cooper? Yeah, he's too... Serious? Polished. Yeah, serious. Too he, rigid? Yeah, rigid, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's uh, slap some money on that, too. Let's do uh, a... Yeah, I like that a lot. Fuck, LeVar Burton, that was plus 150. That's not very good odds. Who's Alex Faust? Uh, I don't know, actually. You got me. Let's go with Alex Faust. No. No, let's go LeVar Burton. All right. All right, cool. Let's do it. Can you actually bet on that? We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, okay, sweet. That for sure. <laughs> okay, sweet. Let's do it. <laughs> so you, you can bet on anything. <laughs> yeah, I know. You can bet on literally anything. Yeah. yeah. 
I just meant how easily can we bet on it? Well, I, I'm checking this out on sportsbettingdime.com. Perfect. <laughs> you think they would sponsor, sponsor us? Oh, yeah, we should shout them out. I've been thinking we need to get a sports book sponsor. I agree. I agree. If this was all sponsored by like Bet 900, Live Bet UK, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That'd yeah. Be sick. Yeah. Uh, I got one more lock. I actually got two more locks. Uh, defensive rookie of the year, plus 6,000, uh, Joseph Asai. Oh, Bengals what team does he play rusher. for? He plays for the Bengals, actually. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. He was drafted by the Bengals. Oh, yeah, he drafted, yeah, drafted the third round. Yeah, out of Texas. Really athletic-looking dude. His athleticism just jumps off the charts. Uh, final uh, lock, Super Bowl winners at plus 10,000. Really good value here. Uh, you want to take a guess? Bengals? New York Jets. Oh, wow. okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like Theory for a loop there. Uh, yeah. But uh, Bengals are also plus 10,000 if you want to get in on that. Wow. How crazy. Bengals and the Jets be? are both the uh, the biggest underdogs at plus 10,000, which is pretty disrespectful, I would say. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I wonder if you could bet. Like I, I know they typically only go up to. Plus oh, 10, just 000. kidding, just kidding. I didn't what? scroll down all the way. The Lions and I was about to say, there's no way that we're worse than the Texans, right? The Texans are the worst at plus seventeen thousand. So, wow. and then the Lions at plus fifteen thousand. So, okay, so I'm, yeah, I feel better. Yeah, damn. I wonder what the odds would be if they did like an exact matchup, like Jets versus Bengals AFC Championship. Plus, you make a lot of money. Eight hundred thousand. I don't <laughs> probably, probably, yeah. A good yeah. old fashioned like Andy Dalton, Mark Sanchez divisional oh, round matchup. Dude, they the Jets had our number from like 2010 to 2012. Mark Sanchez had our number, dude. It was brutal. Who is the running back on the Jets that ran for 250 yards? Something I'm trying Scott? to think. I'm Scott. No. Oh God. Well, there was also there was the um he was the Ohio State guy who used who was the quarterback and then he converted to like a quarterback running back uh wildcat option and he ran for like four hundred yards against us. <laughs> and we <laughs> lost we lost thirty seven nothing. I'm gonna look that up. Um those are some of my greatest memories of my entire life watching <laughs> Those teams just oh Brad Smith, Brad Smith oh god, there we go. I remember oh, exactly gosh. where I was during like both of those. It was like two years in a row, right in the first round. Yeah, yep, yep. This yeah. was the uh, what was this? Two thousand nine. Yep, yep. Early two thousand ten. The 2009-2010 season. And, yeah. Yep. So, it was it was the Jets, like, two years in a row. And then it was the Texans two years in a row. And then it was the Steelers. And then we haven't made the playoffs since. It's brutal. The, tech, the Texans also had our number. 
You know, now that I think about it, the uh, the Jets making the AFC Championship those two times with Mark Sanchez. Maybe we should bet on the Bengals or the Jets to win the Super Bowl. I Seems know. like anything could happen. Anything could happen. That's crazy to think about. Yeah. 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 All right, you want me to lock in these bets for you? Lock them in. I remember those days I had no rights. I remember those days I had no sticks. And that was our show. Next week, we sit down with Gary Washburn. Uh, he's a Celtics and NBA reporter for the Boston Globe. Uh, and we're going to do a little NBA playoff preview as well as probably shit on the Celtics a little bit to him. Uh, so you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for that. He's like a big deal. He has 50,000 followers on Twitter. He's a legit, yeah. legit NBA reporter. Uh, yesterday, I was in the gym and I was trying to figure out which podcast I wanted to listen to. And I was like, you know, maybe I... Maybe I pay a bit closer attention to basketball for this next week. I don't really want to yeah, mess yeah. up in front of uh, the big guns. But oh, he well, seems. So what, what I'm going to do is just ask him who would win one on one, Bam Adebayo or Larry Bird. And if he says Larry Bird, I'm just going to keep pressing him on it. That's all I'm going to do. What if we do that? And just keep asking him Larry Bird matchups versus yeah. like, oh, against, you're a Celtics reporter with the Boston Globe. Yeah. Bronny, <laughs> Bronny versus Larry Bird. Yeah. 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 Jamal Washburn, Larry Bird. Who you got? Just keep going down the list. Yeah. yeah tw- I like 15 that. minutes in. He's like, is this all we're doing? <laughs> um, Scott Brady versus Bird. Who you got? <laughs> Me and Dylan. <laughs> And our friend Charles, one on three. Who you got? Larry Bird. Who you got? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Also, a bear graduated from Cal. Go so Bears. Go Bears. Uh, so we have that awesome interview. Thanks so much for listening. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram at Esports Out. Share that. Share the podcast with your friends. Be sure to subscribe. We'll talk to you next week. All right, fam. Peace. Peace and love. Today is gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you By now you should have somehow realized what you gotta do I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now Because maybe Because maybe